Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. It's always fun to attend conferences and connect with those who are in attendance. At the Celebrate Your Story event, I not only had the opportunity to speak with those who presented, I also interviewed two educators who were in attendance. I've connected with these two guests on social media, and it was absolutely amazing to connect with them in person. My first guest on this bonus episode is Matt Foster. I am on site at Celebrate Your Story, Todd Nasoni's event, and it has been such an amazing place to meet people and connect. And the one person that I've been connected with on social media for a while is Matt Foster, but it has been a pleasure to see him in person. Matt, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thanks a lot. It's good to meet you here in Brenham. Beautiful event here and enjoyed your presentation yesterday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was on aspiring leadership and you have been in the leadership realm and I just want to get you to kind of share your journey as far as becoming a leader and an assistant principal. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think it started all the way back when I was a kid playing with Legos. Uh, I always enjoyed building and creating things, right? And I came across a professor at Sam Houston State University who showed me that being a teacher is really a lot of like playing with Legos. Mm. You you know, you're growing and you're building things. Right. And so something about that really tapped in my passion for learning and helping people to learn. So yeah, I was in education for 15 years. Sure. Um, I taught, I worked as assistant principal, and then I got tapped into a few resources outside of public education and realized, oh, there are other pathways to help people learn. Right. And so that's where I'm at currently. Yeah. And you, you know, just in this short time that we've talked, I've learned so much from you as far as different things that you've been a part of, but then also additional resources. So for our aspiring leaders or for leaders that are in the current position, what are some ways that they could get, get connected and tapped in to help them grow as a leader? Well, I think what we're learning, something I've learned, and even here at this conference, a lot of the topics have been about how people are connecting through social media right now in education, really over the last five, probably six, seven years. Yep. There's a lot of like-minded folks who are creative, who love education, love helping other people. I mean, that's really a big thread, isn't it? Right. A lot of big hearts. And for me, that's where I started getting connected with folks uh, out there on social media, Twitter, Instagram, people who are passionate about making schools better, uh, but also making learning better. Better meaning like we hardly ever talk about test scores. The folks who are really creative and passionate about education, we talk about making it a better place for people. And that really resonates with me. It really hits what I love to do is finding solutions for people that make learning and the whole thing better for humans as opposed to just the old brick and mortar factory style schools that we all yeah. know about and talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's been a big theme at this conference is like what you said is, you know, we're talking about relationships and how to grow each other on a deeper level. And it's, and we're, we haven't really been talking about what you're talking about in regards to testing data and assessments and whatnot, but kind of looking at the whole person some, and some of those topics you're going to be hit today too with the social emotional and the trauma informed strategies too so I'm excited about that but let's talk about some of the resources you're attached to you are a creator and moderator for a Twitter chat mm-hmm. um, that goes twice a week and I just want to give my listeners an opportunity to, to learn about that well, so sure. what is that Twitter chat all about awesome well thanks for the opportunity of sharing it it's called hashtag 822 chat we've been going for about a year now 
great community of educational leaders and thinkers inside of classrooms, inside of the principal's office, and outside of schools. It's a fun little chat. It's really about energy and connecting. We uh, we always start out, it's only eight minutes. So it's eight minutes. Uh, fast and furious. It's very fast. <laughs> it's only two questions. Okay. And the second question is always the same. It's always, what are you learning, creating, or working on? And different folks are uh, hosting, and they think of the first question. Each month, we have a different topic, and we talk about the same topic throughout the month. Nice. So January, we're talking about school leadership, and we've talked about how to have challenging conversations, how to build stepping stones for the people you're leading right. along their journey. So it's a fun chat, but it's really about connecting with each other. So folks come on early for a pre-question, okay. about 10 minutes early, and we never really announced that you can come early. People just started doing it. And we talk random, what's your favorite cup of tea? What's, what do you do for a workout? And so we really got to know each other personally on a personal level through this chat and we um, even started a Facebook group because okay. <laughs> we really wanted to connect more. Yeah. It's been a good connection point. 822 chats twice a week, uh, Saturday mornings right before the lead up chat yep. at 822 a.m. And that was kind of what I designed it for is to kind of be a prequel. And so we sometimes spill over into lead up chat, uh, but also on Tuesday nights, 822 p.m. Central Time. Yep. So it's a little early. From a California folks, <laughs> yeah. Uh, even we have a few folks across the seas, on the across the Eastern Pond, and they're around three twenty-two a.m. in the morning. Wow. But uh, right there. it's been a lot of fun. The yeah. chat has been, yeah. So you're a fellow podcaster, and I always love connecting with people that are on the microphone. And I know you do some video work now too, and you got some things on YouTube. But what is the origin story behind your podcast, and what is your message in that? The origin story for the podcast is also for the business that I run. I started a little anonymous blog probably back in 2016 under a pseudonym, Tom Waters. I don't know where the name came from. It just sounded good. <laughs> I just thought started throwing some ideas out just to see what sticks, right? right? And then I got jealous of the pseudonym because it got a lot of traffic. Sure. And my name wasn't attached to it. So I was like, man, maybe I'll start sharing this on a podcast in my own blog. And so that's kind of the humorous little origin story. I got jealous of my own, what do you call it, a pen name? Yeah, right? yeah. And so, uh, so I started the podcast, and I don't really promote it much. It's more of a monologue format, less interviews. Just like to share some of the thoughts that have come up in conversations with other principals that I've spoken to and schools that I've visited. Uh, a lot of the thoughts focus around three ideas, okay. uh, people, culture, and impact on learning. A lot of the ideas are more conceptual. Unfortunately, it doesn't share a lot of the nuts and bolts. But really, I like to talk about concepts and see what people create when it comes to implementation. Because sure. everything looks different, right? Oh, definitely. Every school and every need is different. Yeah. So that's the podcast, Matt Faust, Mashup, uh, once a week. You can find that on iTunes. Everywhere, great podcasts are heard. Exactly, right? And then I know you've kind of transitioned from being an assistant principal to a new role, kind of on the business end, mm -hmm. where you're in a supportive role to first-year principals. So I just want to learn about what you're doing now because it sounds like it's completely different than what you were doing previously. Definitely. I had a horrible mistakes as an assistant principal getting the work-life balance out of whack. Sure. And, I mean, you know when you transition into an AP role, most people who get the job are hungry, passionate, and that was me, 8 p.m. every night. I'm just working on all kinds of projects. But it got, it gets the balance out of, out of whack. Yeah. And so many of us go through that. And so I partnered with a former principal and retired superintendent. Uh, he's an amazing guy in Canada. His name is Aubrey Patterson. Okay. And so we're working on a project called Principals and Seminar. And we'll be supporting first year principals. Right now we're releasing some free webinars. Okay. Mostly around things like time management, 
finding that balance, you know, getting the monkey off your back of all the workplace minutia yeah. so you can be comfortable and confident in who you are as a school leader. I think that's part of the journey. Yeah. Learning is. your voice and learning your identity. Uh, and it can be really challenging. Yeah. There's no joke about that. No. And there's really not that many resources out there, at least I feel that at the district level or even on the campus level to really prepare leaders and, and administrators for that. And just like first year teachers, it usually takes some time to kind of get your feet under you where you're not feeling like you're drowning and learning the job. So um, I love what you're doing. I love that you are presenting a resource to principals and administrators to, to help them in that journey. So how can our listeners connect with you on social media? Awesome. I think if you just Google my handle, Math Ost, M-A-F-O-S-T, you'll find me on whatever platform you like to work on, or my blog is the same, so I appreciate right. you letting me share that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was, when I just started out, I got my graduate degree, and I got certified to be a principal, 2007 or so, the only resource out there was probably Todd Whitaker's What yeah. Do Great Principals Do? That was, yeah. like, that was the first book I read. <laughs> what do you want to read? Back in the 2000s, there were no resources, you know, yeah. and then some big publishers came along. Um, but today, the resources are all out there. Yeah. The connections, um, the professional learning networks, there's so many yeah. to be a part of. Yeah, Definitely check out what Matt is doing. He is producing so much material out there. Um, definitely check out his blog. He's got some great stuff on there. Check out his podcast. Matt, again, thank you so much for being on this Fire Podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. My next guest is someone who I've met a couple of times, but I've never actually got to sit down with her and learn about her leadership journey and how she's enhanced her leadership skills. My next guest is Jennifer Short. I'm on site at the Celebrate Your Story event, and I'm here with Jennifer Short, and I had a chance to see her in action at the TEPSA conference this summer um, at the Assistant Principal Conference, and she has a YouTube video out there that everyone needs to see, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. And Jennifer, I just want to quickly get your take on your leadership journey and How did you become an assistant principal? Well, I was in the classroom as a teacher for 10 years. And like many people do, go in to get their master's degree and then decide, oh, I want to get certified as an administrator just to have something in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. That was the the point, just to have that, sit on it for a while. Uh, But I needed some internship hours Mm -hmm. for my class. And so I knew that Todd Nislomi, (laughs) the author of Kids Deserve It, was just down the road. the next town over mm-hmm. and so I decided I'm gonna call him up and see if I could just observe him for the day. Yeah. I got to do that spent the whole day and any opportunity I could I jumped in to be a part of things, uh, talk to students, um, spent time with some teachers, even was a part of car rider duty at the end of the day. Yep. And while I was there, all of a sudden I was asked to go and observe some classrooms and then come back to talk with Todd and his current AP. When I came back taking notes, was ready to learn from uh, from Todd. He all of a sudden was sitting at a desk with uh, his current AP and they both had my resume in front of them. And they said, are you ready for an interview? Speechless, I couldn't speak, <laughs> didn't have any idea what was happening. I thought, oh great, practice. No, it wasn't practice, it was a real thing. Real they thing. were looking for someone to replace that AP. Right. And I guess I did a pretty good job. I don't really remember it because I was so shocked and numb. Uh, and then I was asked to stay to sit in front of a panel of teachers mm-hmm. that he wanted their opinion and input on this hire. And I guess I impressed them well enough that that next week I was invited to sit in front of the superintendent and right. 
asked to join their team. That's awesome. So for those who are looking to enhance their leadership, what types of things, it sounds like you shadowed and you mm-hmm. got um, somewhat of a mentor with Todd. Was there anything else that was vital to the development of your leadership skills? I would just, I would say what was really helpful was I jumped out there. I was one of those teachers that was doing things different in my class and I knew I stuck out. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden I realized my why. I was doing things for these kids and so I had to take things upon myself and get out there and make things happen for myself. And sometimes that's kind of daunting for some, or it can be frowned upon, as in you're trying too hard, you're trying to look better. I would tell an upcoming admin or someone who's looking for it, just keep going. Remember your why and follow that passion no matter what. Don't stop. If you have that in mind, go for it. So what was some of the most difficult aspects of your job moving from a teacher to an assistant principal? Um, I had a couple of different things because I was coming from a district where students were a little more well-off and they had better home lives and then coming to the newer district, mm-hmm. or Title One, where they were pretty much Title One. Uh, I think it was 87% uh, were free and reduced lunch, so a little bit different. So I had to learn them. I also had to learn the family that I was coming into because that... Uh, campus they were already a family of teachers mm-hmm. uh, so I had to have them accept me and I had to open up and be a part of their family right uh, another thing was I had had my classroom was my world I was thinking my classroom my students I had to broaden my thinking from one classroom uh, of 30 kids to an entire campus what benefits an entire campus of students of 800 uh, that was, it, it sounds like it would be something that would come naturally to some, uh, but when you're not aware that you haven't thought like that and you haven't, it kind of just shakes you, wakes you up and says, okay, wait a minute, you have to think big here. Right. Uh, which a lot of people might find <laughs> scary sometimes. Sure. But. So let's talk about your YouTube video because I got a chance to view it at the conference mm-hmm. and it was fabulous. Will you just share with the listeners who haven't had a chance to, to see the YouTube video, what was that all about? So coming to this new district, I didn't really know where my students came from. I didn't know their home lives. I wanted to know them. So I decided I was going to ride the bus mm-hmm. with my students. I rode the bus home with them. And originally that's all it was, was I want to see their home, where they're coming from and I want to see exactly who's meeting them when they get off the bus if they are not and then eventually it grew into a fondness for spending time with the kids on the bus the video was my was a recent ride that i had this year with a student who spoke very little english we we communicated through smiles before but i had not spent time with her but when i rode the bus with her i was on the bus for an hour and we ended up laughing the entire time, playing little hand drive games and just giggling. And we found so much joy in time with each other that I think what had kind of made that video so popular was the fact that that love and connection was there despite our language barrier that we had. So why did you think that was so important? Because obviously as an administrator, time is valuable and there are so many things to do. but. What was it about that time getting on the bus for a whole hour that was so important to you? 
administrators can make time throughout the day to be with the kids and talk with them or be with them, of course. But the bus was a different setting. It was something that the kids were used to, but I was not. I was coming into their world, their, their every day. I wasn't pulling them into my office and having a conversation. It didn't seem so formal. My students who misbehaved, that was not even on our minds. It was just, let me get to know you. You can get to know me. Uh, share your stories. I'll share mine. Um, we'll be silly. We'll play games. Uh, it just opened up. It made opportunities for us to bond on a level that I had not found on campus in my office. Mm -hmm. So for those who are starting their leadership journey, what advice would you give them? Connect. I mean, even if there are students who don't seem to need that connection, mm -hmm. because maybe they do have come from loving homes, or but no matter what age, they want to know that the adults, every adult, whether they're saying they want that adult to love me or I uh, want that adult to have my back, which is, you know, not just connecting with students, but with teachers. They all want to know the same thing. You actually care about my passions. Will you motivate me? You support me. Right. Just connect. Yep. Make those connections and grow those bonds. That's awesome. So how can our listeners connect with you on social media? I am at Jen Short EDU. That's J-E-N-S-H-O-R-T E-D-U. Definitely check out Jennifer. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this bonus episode of Celebrate Your Story. There are several other episodes that have speakers from the event, so make sure you check those out. Just a reminder, if you've gotten any value from this show at all, please jump on, subscribe, and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening.